0: This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 25, Baby Makes 8, Raising 6 Kids, Part 2, Organization Edition by Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.net. And I'm Joss Marie, your host and personal narrator. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the 25th episode of Optimal Living Daily Relationships. This is where I read to you from some of the best relationship blogs on the planet just like an audiobook or audio blog, and it's totally free. Today I have a post from Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. I'm actually only going to read part 2 of this article because part 1 is all about finances and will be covered on Optimal Finance Daily in a couple weeks. So make sure and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily to hear part 1 of this article and many other personal finance blogs being read to you for free. You can subscribe by simply searching for Optimal Living Daily from wherever you're listening to this show. And with that, let's hear today's post as we start optimizing your life. Baby Makes 8, Raising 6 Kids, Part 2, Organization Edition by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net In Part 1 about raising 6 kids, I talked about finances. That's only part of the battle. A lot of what makes raising so many kids difficult is the sheer logistics of it all. From soccer to choir to parent-teacher conferences to birthday parties. Heck, just getting them ready in the morning is an exercise in logistical planning and execution. My solution? Well, I don't have simple answers, but I can share what has helped keep me and my wife sane. Organizing and Scheduling Six Kids number one the one calendar that unites them all my wife and i used to have separate calendars along with multiple school calendars sports schedules notices for school and more the side of our fridge was covered with these schedules and it was a challenge to remember everything enter google calendar now we enter everything in one calendar We do have separate sub-calendars for my work, my personal stuff, my wife's stuff, the kids, and my training, but it's all viewable on one calendar. Now, whenever we get a school calendar or sports schedule or notice for something at school, we quickly enter it into GCAL. Same thing with work appointments, meetings, classes, 5Ks, and more. Now we can just look at the calendar from work or home and see what's going on that day or the next day. Number two, teach them to be self-sufficient. Sure, it's easier and faster to shower them and dress them yourself than to watch them do the same tasks much more slowly and incompetently. But try that with six kids. You'll go crazy. The answer is to teach them to do things themselves. It takes a little more time at first, but within a month, it will more than pay off. Now, our kids can not only shower and dress themselves, and pick out their own clothes, but feed themselves breakfast, clean their rooms, brush their teeth, comb their hair, get their stuff ready, wash their own dishes. Well, not the youngest two, but the oldest four. The only thing I do in the morning is fix their lunches and my wife irons their clothes. My oldest daughter, 13, can iron clothes too, and she has learned to help out with the babies and chores. They can all do chores too, like sweeping and mopping. Number three. Plan sufficient lead time. We used to think an hour to get ready was enough, and after our two new babies were born, we became late for everything. Now, we give ourselves more than two hours. While we could probably get ready in an hour, now our preparation time is much more relaxed, and we're more on time than before. Usually. Number 4. Make a weekly dinner menu. Yeah, this isn't a new tip, but it's very useful. We plan out the dinners for the week and the kids can make suggestions and go shopping with that menu in hand and the ingredients listed out. It also makes things easier come dinner time. No decisions to make, just whip out the ingredients and cook it up. Number five, plan easy dinners. Anything that takes a lot of time to prepare is too much trouble. Spaghetti, chili, tacos, baked chicken, the healthy version of each, are some of our staples. Number six, pack your gear by the door. Having a checklist for soccer gear or other similar events is a good idea. And when you're preparing for the upcoming day, start assembling all your stuff by the door, making sure you have everything so that nothing is forgotten. Forgetting someone's cleats and having to turn the car around to get them is a pain. Number seven, packed with a couple of changes of clothes and underwear for each child stowed away in the car, if there's an accident or some of the kids want to spend the night with grandparents, that bag will be very handy. Number 8. Have a family meeting I'll post more about this later in the series, but it's a good idea to have the whole family sit down once a week and talk about any issues that family members have. This communication is key to having a happy family. Number 9. Everyone should eat together We can't do this every day but we try to sit down together and have dinner as a family. It's a good time to talk about each person's day. Number 10. Have an inbox and clear it often. All papers, bills, letters, flyers, schedules, school papers, and more go straight into our single inbox. The inbox should be cleared every day or every other day. Just plow through it, one item at a time, making a decision, taking action, filing, or trashing each item right away. Don't put it off or stuff will pile up. Number 11. Teach the kids that everything has a place. Each thing in your home should have a home. Teach the kids where that home is and get them in the habit of putting it in its home. They'll never get perfect at it, but the more that everybody does this, the fewer things get lost. Also, Clean as you go to keep the house fairly clean at all times. Number 12. Declutter often Get rid of the junk in your closets that clutters up the house, that clutters the garage. Have regular decluttering days. Teach them to give away toys and clothes to charity. It's also a good idea to clear out old toys every time they get new ones on birthdays and especially Christmas. You just listened to the post titled "Baby Makes Eight: Raising Six Kids, Part Two: Organization Edition" by Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.net. Again, if you want to hear Part One of this article, make sure and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily. Part One is all about finances and will be covered on that podcast in just a couple weeks. Optimal Finance Daily is actually just one of five podcasts in our little family. So make sure and check it out if you'd like to hear the best personal finance blogs being read to you for free. You can subscribe by simply searching for Optimal Living Daily from wherever you're listening to this show. Also, I just want to say thanks to Leo for the awesome insight he provided in this post. As a first-time mom, I can personally say that I need to work on number two with my little guy, which is teaching him to be more self-sufficient. I think autonomy is super important and yet I still catch myself too frequently feeding him with his spoon rather than letting him really figure out how to use it on his own. Full disclosure, I try way too hard to keep him from getting messy when I need to just let it be. So thanks again for the reminder, Leo. It's time for this mama to start embracing the mess. And that's all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 25 as much as I did. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too.